John Stewart left the Daily Show, right? That was right after Bush, right? No, 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 no. That was right after Obama left office. Obama. He was there for okay. a, a year or two of Trump, and then he bowed out. Because I feel like, especially now, like now, uh, a lot of people that glorified John Stewart. It's I can't imagine them still doing that uh, with fucking seventy-year-old John Stewart now, who's just company person like government guy but uh i feel like there's a sweet spot between uh when that show ended and i want to say before trump got in office where stephen colbert was really funny and then just like i think it was before yeah colbert was funny from obama's second term up until the election so when he was playing the when he was playing the character yeah yeah well his show was not the colbert report was not on that long in retrospect i think it was on for maybe five years six years so he was there for basically one term and then he bounced over to cbs and got that gig yeah and which then, at the time it's always weird to see these sort of niche figures in comedy especially take the one mainstream opportunity and then they transform completely into this disgusting commercial figure well it's also weird because he was known to play characters right no one actually liked stephen colbert for him being stephen colbert right he was always just like i like the character that you're this dumbass republican character that you're playing it's really funny uh but then he got the show and then it's like oh well i'm not going to be playing the character anymore i'm just this is just me now and uh that's when i yeah when i bowed out completely uh well he wasn't even i i don't think people liked him for being a host either because you're right he was completely in character during that show and on the daily show he played essentially the same character yep. on strangers with candy what he, i think he played like the principal or something and it was a similar yeah, character good, to yep. to to what he was doing the shtick he was doing as stephen colbert host of the show so for them to give him that essentially like the Johnny Carson slot, so to speak. I mean, it's a different network, obviously, but it's the same time. Is, um, I I mean, look, he's, I guess, the second or the most popular late night talk show host, right? So I guess it worked out for them, but Jesus Christ, what a fall. But what, what is uh, late night now, though? You have, uh, wait, the... Um, Daily Show guy is not even there anymore, right? You have guest hosts, I think, on the Daily Show now, so that's that's done. And then you have the SNL guy, whose name I can't even remember, but it has never been funny. Uh, what's his name? Jimmy Fallon's uh, the best of them, in my opinion, because his show still feels like, hey, we're trying to have fun, and he's an alcoholic, so you know that's going on behind the scenes. Is he's probably just he stinks, yeah. you know? He probably shows up at like twelve in the afternoon when they're about to record a bulk show. And he stinks like uh, like salami. He's got that, I just hard drank all night and didn't shower and put yeah. this fucking suit on. And now you have just, to do my makeup. You got to deal yeah, with my, just, my smell. Just back of the neck sweat uh, and everything you drank last night is coming out. I think he's probably the but best that- of them. But then there's also Gutfeld. I guess Gutfeld had the highest ratings for a late night talk show host for a period. I don't know if he's still maintaining that. Probably not. Is that even saying much anymore, though? No. It doesn't mean anything. Having like a number one hit show on a network doesn't even mean anything anymore because everything is so fractured, you know? They'll be like, 
oh, it's the number one show on E! It's got a million viewers. But here's what they do now if they're on a basic cable channel is they will simul because nobody's really watching TV anymore. They'll simultaneously broadcast the same show across six different major basic cable channels the same time and then count that as one one figure. So uh, if if E is showing something at eight o'clock and they're simulcasting it on the sci fi channel and like A&E or Bravo, whatever Universal or whoever owns E, I think it's Universal. I think it's Peacock ultimately owns all of it. Mm. They'll go, oh, this is the new highest rated show, and they'll count it across all the platforms. So that is their little cheat to seem, I guess, more important. I don't want to say more relevant because what is relevance anymore if we're all in that sort of everything is finally yeah. stacked and separated? Like, imagine being the person that uh, waits for, um, fuck, what's the man show? Why am I so bad with names? The man show guy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy, right? Imagine thinking, oh, I can't wait to see what Jimmy Kimmel has to say about this. Is that show even on anymore? Yeah, he's the longest running talk show host, which is, I don't know if this, this is actually true. I feel like Johnny Carson was on the air for so long. It can't be true, mm -hmm. but maybe it is. I mean, Kimmel's been on since 2003, so he's been on about two, 20 years now, 21 years almost. But it really tells you everything you need to know about late night though, right? And what it used to be and what it is now, where... Are, are those clips even being shown? See, it's difficult for me because uh, I like I've never lived. But I lived in the States when I was 17, which is almost 20 years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. So but I also didn't consume that type of content. But I was also very aware of like the Conan years and Letterman. And uh, what was the Scottish guy's name? Who was the uh, Craig Kilborn? Craig Kilborn. Who... No, 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 no. no, no. Sorry, Craig, Craig no, no. Ferguson. Craig Kilborn Ferguson. preceded Kilborn. Yeah, uh, Ferguson. Excuse me. Ferguson, who was probably the best one, uh, because he was more, like, he was more conversational. I feel like, like, he was more down, not like not faking it, and and no one was really impressed to talk to him. So it was more, I felt like more down to earth, and he was able to be wacky uh, as much as Conan. Had a lot of characters and it was also very wacky with his show uh, ferguson was the one that i enjoyed the most just because it always felt like the interview was very like down to earth and not even though the the people that were on the show were trying to promote something I, there was something about uh ferguson's way of interviewing people that i enjoyed the most but that show was the first one to die i think uh and then you know the whole conan with leno thing that happened and then letterman leaving and then coming back for Netflix, even though, like, who's watching Letterman? Well, he would do Netflix? one show a month for a while, Letterman would, and then he would just do it whenever he felt like, I guess. And he would have Obama on, both Obamas, Michelle and yeah. Barack, I think. And, he's, and you yeah. know he's not going to ask anything good. It's just going to be a little, like, fluffy interview. So it's like, why would I watch this? Honestly, the best late-night talk show host that is on right now is probably bill maher Eesh. yeah that i mean think about it think about it you got james corden who's out at the end of the year he's the worst yeah. probably yeah. actually i feel like him and seth myers are neck and neck for different reasons like james corden to me is so impossible to respect because he's not just try hard but he's like a fat faggot 
you know? So you got that. But then you have uh, Seth Meyers. And Seth Meyers just seems dark. He seems very, like, this guy is just a bad guy. Yeah. And there's nothing particularly funny about him. He just he, he gives off this vibe of something seedy. It, it feels like, I think he's like the most fabricated host of all of them. Because I don't know if anyone, so looking at what, what was he doing? The, uh, what's it called? Daily Update or whatever. The news sketch for SNL. Weekend Update. Weekend Update, yeah. So I, I can't imagine watching Seth Meyers and Weekend Update and thinking, you know what I need from this? More. You know what I need? An hour of him interviewing people. Uh, so that just feels like a like a norm no it's not norm no what's the what's the snl the the jew with money lauren michaels lauren my it is lauren lauren not norm yeah so it, that that one just feels like a like a lauren uh th let me flex my power i can give a show to this guy and have him last for you know well, well seth was on him? weekend update throughout the odds after jimmy fallon and tina fey finished so seth and amy poehler were the duo after yeah. those two yeah and uh is seth the one that you would pick to be have his own show i'm not a huge amy poehler fan but i i think she's funnier than anything Seth has ever done uh, yeah i, I would like... i would agree with that i'm not an amy poehler fan either i'm not an amy poehler hater but Seth Meyers, I feel like he was just a reliable guy for Weekend Update. Like he knew how to do the job enough. And his delivery was something the audience, I guess they liked the dryness. But it wasn't dry in a Norm way or dry in a Dennis Miller way. So, yeah, he's not in the top 10. Who would you say is like the, aside from probably Norm McDonald, that's the very easy answer. Who do you think is the best Weekend Update anchor? Colin. Because I know he hated it. I know Colin, no, Colin is the worst weekend update. Have you ever seen his weekend update? <laughs> yeah, he seemed very nervous stutters. every time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he just kept uh, mumbling. I mean, obviously, that's how he speaks, and that's his delivery. Yeah. But for weekend update, it just seemed like he would rush through the jokes and stuff, yeah. too, and it wouldn't land. Like, he did it for one or two years, and I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. I think that's probably why I like him because I see myself on him where it's just like, oh, we're just giving a job where you're not qualified to do it. So let's, let's try to not look nervous and then look nervous every time <laughs> that, he, that he's doing it. Uh, who else was there? So you have Amy and, and, uh, and uh, Seth Myers. Then you also had Tina Fey and Amy. And before that, Chevy Chase. And che oh. after Chevy Chase, it was Dan okay. Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. Then it was Bill Murray never did it. No. Chevy was good. I'm thinking. Oh, uh fuck, what's this? Charles Rocket. No, 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 no. Um Ah fuck. Uh what are you thinking of? De I th honestly I think I think obviously Norm is probably the best. Then it's Dennis Miller. Then it's Dennis Kevin Miller. Nealon. That's what I was thinking of. Charles Rocket. Who the fuck thinks of Charles Rocket? Charles Rocket. I don't even know who got that naked, is. Got naked in a cornfield and cut his own throat. I see. He, he was live? the bad guy. He was a bad guy in Dumb and Dumber. Charles Rocket. 
uh, I that still doesn't okay. They, I'm, the I'm opening... looking at his filmography. Hold on, looking at his filmography, and one of his most recent things he did was a Yu-Gi-Oh movie where he's the narrator. So I'm, I'm Yu-Gi-Oh. Sure Damn, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep, I'm glad he did that before he he slid his own throat. Wow, <laughs> if, they, if you ever watch, did you ever see SNL in the early '80s when they were figuring out what the hell to do after doing? Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray in that iconic lineup. Not that old. No, I'm not. I'm, I, boy, hold on. Let me, let me clarify. I am that old, but we didn't have access to that TV <laughs> when I was that young. So no, uh, I did try. I remember in the early two thousands, um, I was like, Oh, let me, uh, once I discovered torrents and everything, I was like, cool. Let me just download, uh, uh, early or late seventies, early eighties SNL episodes, and then I watched a couple of them, so, and I was like, "Oh, this this kind of sucks. <laughs> this is actually it is kind of really funny. bad. It's remarkably bad." And that opening. So after Lauren Michaels left, the uh, oh god, the guy's name is not coming to mind. But we were talking about him on not the last episode, but the one before that they implemented a new cast and in the opening episode which i think might have been hosted by was it hosted by bill murray it was hosted by somebody and gilbert godfrey's in the cast charles rocket's in the cast and what they do in the opening sketch is charles rocket and all the other new players the the not ready for time prime time players they do this thing where they're like charles rocket says this he's like i'm like if you combine bill murray and chevy chase and then they cut over to somebody else and they're like, I'm like, if you combine Gilda Radner and Jane Curtin, and it's like, that's how you're starting this new lineup is, hey, we're, we're like a mixture of those way better, way more talented comedians you remember and miss right now. And yeah. none of these people had any impact at all, aside from Gilbert Godfrey, none of them had any impact. They're all forgotten. It's probably the most unwatchable period of the show. It's right before, it's right after Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, that whole crew, and right before Eddie Murphy joins the cast and Joe Piscopo does Frank Sinatra. Uh, let me pull it up. So Mike, uh, Gareth Morris, Lorraine no, he was Newman. He was original. He, they're, they're the originals. But they were like the B squad. Gar uh, the yeah. Garrett was the first black guy. And... Um, Who's the other one you said? Michael Donahue. Do you remember him? I do. That, that's, that's not even a name that I recognize. He would Michael. do, I think he would do short films and like weird movies and stuff. Like he was one of those, he was not a cast member in a traditional sense. He was more that. And I think Al Franken was in there for, for a period too. Al Franken. Oh, it was 90s, wasn't it? No, it was both. He's one of the cast, the only cast members to be in the cast leave the cast and leave the cast for a while and then come back. And then he won a couple of USO tours and acted a little naughty. Then he started grabbing some tits once he became a senator. <laughs> Classic Senator Franken. His old tit grabbing bit. Taking pictures of it. So it's funny. Gail Matthew, Math, Matthews, Joe Piscopo, and Rins, Risley. Yeah, all, all of them Hudson. are totally redundant and not worth mentioning aside from Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. Those are the only two guys, honestly, between that uh, 
early 80s and late 80s period. But the late 80s has some very interesting cast configurations because you have more people getting in the mix and they're starting to like get the groove of things. And they have, um, oh God, what's his name? From Who directed Best in Show? Christopher Guest. You have Christopher Guest and Billy Crystal and all these comedians that Lauren Michaels probably wouldn't have cast. Hmm. Or, or at least like by today's consideration, probably wouldn't have cast. And the show is kind of funny. The show starts to figure itself out and work a bit. But then Lauren Michaels does come back and he yeah. flushes out the entire lineup that they had. Oh, I think Martin Short is in there too. And Lauren Michaels' return cast is one of the most interesting casts ever because you have Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., yep. Damon Wayans. There's so John many... Lovitz. John Love, you have so many weird people in there that you would never associate with SNL. And it's not particularly good, but it's interesting to see all these people working yeah. together on SNL. Well, Randy Quaid. Yeah, was Randy Quaid was in there it. too. Yep. So it's just a lot of weirdos that, uh, and, and I guess that's kind of what you need for a show like that, especially in the late 80s where uh, you're trying to do things a little bit different. Uh, and a little, a little weirder than I guess what you used to. So people like Joan Lovitz or uh, 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 Randy Quaid would work uh, just to separate yourself as like a like the weird sketch show, I guess. But yeah, even looking at the late '80s, you got Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, who was a killer until he, you know, unfortunately was killed. Yeah, Kevin Nealon, Sarah Victoria Jackson, who was always really funny. Uh, Jan Hooks. I um, it, it's kind of sad seeing the people that actually came out with a career out of SNL, and then you're just like, all right, I rec I remember this person's face, and then they just went nowhere, like Jan. Yeah, Hooks. yeah. I mean, the the real truth of it is, if you're a comedian and you don't have other skills, your future is really dicey you're, mm -hmm. you're you're not in it for the long haul you're going to get replaced after about 15 years and then you're going to be stuck doing either television and bad television at that think about what jim brewer's doing now like podcasts comedians are very lucky that podcasts exist because dana carvey has a podcast with david spade and honestly i mean david spade he must have some blackmail on somebody because he just reliably will get offered a mainstream gig yeah. every three years or so he just gets funneled and, uh, in even where he doesn't belong like on eight simple rules for dating my teenage yeah. daughter he became the john ritter replacement then they gave yeah. him like three different comedy central talk shows none of them worked out now he's like he's got a, a game show on fox that will surely be canceled after one season and i'm sure he's got like seven other gigs lined up too well you know as much as uh when we had the host of Rare Candy on the show, when we did the Joe Dirt, and he kept talking about how much of a fan he was of uh, David Spade, he's he's got such a weird career because I I personally don't care for him as an anything. <laughs> like I've never I've never thought, oh fuck, I'm glad David Spade is is in this so that he can improve whatever it is that I'm watching. You know, it's always kind of just like, oh, I wonder why these. 50 year old he's always looked like just a 50 year old guy to me so it's just like oh cool this 50 year old i guess is pretending to be young 
and uh and he's the straight guy on this thing i'm enjoying all right i'll i'll deal i'll deal with it but he was never the selling point and no i mean i think that's what makes it weird because david spade is not bad and he was never bad on snl and his like weekend update offshoot where he would talk about celebrity gossip that kind of paved the way for people like anthony jeselnik and joel McHale, who are that asshole character stick like i yeah. i don't dislike david spade but he's not the main guy he should never be the main guy and so when he's like pine and he's the top build name for these types of shows it always feels weird and that's pr- probably a big part of why they only last a year why they last a season so do you think is this sandler thing though of like well sandler likes him so i guess well, we'll keep no i, d- I don't think so because look at rob schneider now obviously rob schneider's well, comedic flexibility is not quite what david spades is but oh wow that's that's an unpopular <laughs> <laughs> i don't think uh david spade has ever been an animal or a human with he's never pretended to be trans. you're right maybe maybe <laughs> rob schneider does have more range now that i'm thinking about it but um hey, I, i'll check. i'll take david yeah. spade over rob schneider any day of the week i think rob schneider's thing was that he just became the oh vaccines or whatever like the right wing guy so i guess it's just kind of like i don't want to fucking hear this but do you even believe no. that i i feel like he identified hey I can get in on the ground floor here because there's going to be gradually people coming over to this side more and more. Roseanne's doing it. Why shouldn't I? I, I don't entirely think it's sincere on his part. I'm sure he believes what he's saying, but I also think he's thinking, yeah, they haven't greenlit the animal two yet. They didn't do Deuce Bigelow three to end the trilogy. Maybe I go yeah. hang out with these Daily Wire people. And now he's doing voices on their animated shows with Adam Carolla. Now he's got a little gang. He's He's got a group. Yeah. Well, he's doing the uh, Jim Brewer thing, right? Where it's like, oh, the people still think that me doing the lead singer of Metallica voice is funny. No, no one remembers what Metallica is. Hey, wasn't Trump great? (laughs) like i feel like his career just went from like this bit to the other just so that he can continue getting work i guess and then he's just i'm i will still do my wacky voices but these wacky voices are anti-vaccine now it's like okay all right jim you had your you had your well uh, jim brewer was always a little bit of a conspiracy nut and always a weirdo because i remember him being on opie and anthony back in the day and he was defending the Boston Bombers. He was like, as soon as I realized those kids were brown, which they're not, they were Chechnyan, that's Russian. I don't care if they're Muslim or they're not Muslim. They're still white people. He was like, nah, it's an inside job. So he's always been a little wacky. Hmm. I remember him doing impressions, and I remember him on uh, uh, Half-Baked. That's the baked one of them all. Yeah. And and SNL just being like a um Andy Sandberg like figure where they would just use him to be the weirdo character in whatever sketch. Um but okay, so I don't know how, how much of a fan you are of Matt TV. Uh I haven't watched I'm not. it recently. Okay, I haven't watched it recently, so I don't know how funny it is, how how much it holds up, but I feel like 
when it comes to SNL, and uh, it's funny that I, I feel like F SNL has been a topic of conversation in this podcast at least five times, even though it's a show that nobody or anyone really cares about anymore uh, for reasons that we've covered here. Uh, but there were there, there was a period of like 10, maybe 10, 15 years where it was Adam Sandler and his friends running the show. And before Will Ferrell got there, uh, not hating on him because I think like Will Ferrell's period of SNL was also one of the the best ones or the funniest ones too. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like those years where it was like Chris Farley, Rob Snyder, uh, David Spade was there. Uh, you have Sandler being probably the least funny of them all, even though he ended up becoming the biggest star of them. I think he was used very sparingly and very much like. A character on Weekend Update, I think, is some, uh, the Adam Sandler character that you will remember. Opera right? boy. Like the Opera man? Yeah. Whenever he would show up as like a weirdo character in Weekend Update, I think are more memorable than any character that he played on a sketch, unless I'm misremembering. Um, but those years, with I think Phil Hartman was also in those years, and that, that was like the golden years of SNL. After that, you have also... You know, the Will Ferrell years with Cherry O'Terry and like those also taking advantage of the fact that they're they they play weird characters that that you're not used to seeing on, on regular, I guess, mainstream comedy. And then you lose all of that as soon as they all and uh, as soon as they all leave, like you, you still have, let's say, Bill Hader uh, and 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 uh, the Andy Sandberg era after that, uh, which I enjoyed some of it but i feel like the in between the sandler years and the wilfer years were probably the golden years of that uh, show and now it, it just i don't know even though there were unknowns when they were hired for for snl i i just don't think that the, the funny is there anymore and and well no clearly not we went through the cast on a recent episode where it's just non-binary blobs and that's what they want. That's who they think is safe. Because they don't, again, yeah. they don't know who they can make fun of. They will try to make fun of one person and then they'll get flack on X and they'll divert accordingly. Michael Che just seems like a broken man. He just seems soulless yeah. and dead inside at this point. Colin Jost, <laughs> he was never there to begin with. That guy, that, no. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, if, oh, uh puberito no mention of mike myers yeah mike myers was great mike myers yeah. was was fantastic well that's part of the that those years right those chris, chris farley years uh well it was right and... before i would i want to say mike myers feels more 1990 91 before the sandler crew stepped in there took it over with their style of comedy but mike myers was still I mean, him and dana carvey were still yeah. in there I think until 93 or 94, but they, they don't set the vibe of that early mid nineties vibe that Sandler and them did. It's kind of interesting, also... I think to, to say that Sandler was the least funny of them, which I don't know if that's true. I would have to really think about that, but I, it feels well, like it could be true. I feel like Mike Myers had also very iconic characters, but was he ever the funny Guess I I feel like okay so you have the Wayne's World character right which let's be real kind of sucks <laughs> the Wayne's World character like it couldn't have existed anywhere other than the 90s for that to become the 
the two movies that they tried uh, so many SNL adaptations for films and Wayne's world was the one that stuck. Wayne's world was the one that worked out. So though, I mean, whatever people were feeling back then, but honestly, you could say that about any of his characters. I think if you were to yeah. do Austin powers, let's put aside all the me too and the female sensitivity and whatever, like it was just a normal era right now. And you introduced Austin powers. People would be like, cringe people would be uncomfortable yeah. watching that they would be embarrassed they would get flushed in a group of people watching that film that's a fact okay yeah. but back in 99 97 there was a wavelength where it was like yeah this is funny this is good and i think maybe that was just the case in 91 for wayne's world but i never considered wayne the funny no. one of the two well, that's it was the always thing. dana carvey that's what I'm saying. Like Mike Myers is known for uh, being this SNL legend. How many SNL characters can you remember where he's the funny and not just like the, I guess the guy. And and I feel like Austin Powers. Austin Powers was never on SNL, so that's that's after he left. And uh, I I mean those movies are still funny if you're in the mood to enjoy some '90s early 2000s comedy. But what? Which memorable characters from SNL can you remember from from Mike Myers other than that? Uh, Wayne, Trayvon Martin, M yeah. Thought, uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> that was classic. Right. That was a classic moment. Are you hyped <laughs> for Kanye's new album at all? Uh, I didn't even know he was working on one, but I, I can't wait for the pro-Palestine album he's going to put out, I guess. He did some uh, rant again recently after getting all his friends back, like Kid Cudi, and um, you know they're doing their, their album celebration, and then he took a moment to rant about Jewish people. And then people were like, mm, you know, well, okay, I guess he hasn't changed. He hasn't turned over a new leaf just yet. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> Let's see how much support he gets. Uh, this time, he should have just waited a like, year. Yeah, just release your album and be like, "Oh, this is fine," you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I just want to, I just want to talk about SNL. Uh, the <laughs> who is the most fuckable SNL cast member in the history of this show? Go. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, Jane, no, who played It's Pat? <laughs> you know, Quentin Tarantino who, uh, dated that woman. I'm not surprised. She probably had gigantic feet. Uh, what's her? Julia Sweeney. Rest in peace. What's Julia Sweeney up to now? Uh, probably just living a quiet old lady she probably looks like that woman from top gun let's see when she came back uh yes whenever, when they whenever they dish out that meme every four years of look at tom cruise now and look at his love yeah. interest from top gun this fat disgusting old bitch look at this woman rotting isn't tom cruise handsome it's like first of all she was 10 years older than him when they did that movie yeah, there yeah, you Julie. go. Yeah, Julie, yeah. Wow, that's really oh my god. No, she looks exactly like the woman I'm talking about here. Wow. Yeah. She I mean that's aging though. That's that's being an old lady. 
Yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's when you realize that whatever you're remembering was out 30, 30 years ago or so. Remember when I did when, It's Pat 40 years ago? When did It's Pat come out? It's Pat. That was 1994. So yeah, almost 30 years. 2.7 wow. on IMDb, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, I was just looking at the uh, score for The Curse the Showtime show, and it has good reviews, but the audience rating is 35%. Did you see this? Hmm. 35% from the audience. That's weird. Now, also on the topic of just, SNL, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Do you think people just don't get whether? I think so. I think, the... I, I think they're being exposed because it's Emma Stone, like the general... Okay audience the female audience and they're probably saying oh it's an hgtv parody i'm i watch those shows and then they check it out and it's benny safty and nathan fielder yeah. being uncomfortable being weird yeah i feel like if this show came out on the when the office was popular maybe it would be a lot more popular people are more used maybe. to being uncomfortable while watching maybe. something i just started watching and i was gonna see if you knew the show because you used to live in the at the uk have you ever heard of a show called In Sickness and in Health? No. Have you ever heard of a show called Till Death Us Do Part? That, I guess, is the source material for All in the Family. And I, oh. I was on archive.org and I watched UK Christmas specials. And they had about four of this show, In Sickness and in Health. And it's a sitcom from the 80s, but I guess the character was like an Archie Bunker character that was popular in the late 60s and 70s and did a show called Till Death Us Do Part from that time. And this was the sequel series. This is some of the funniest shit I've seen on TV because it's all just like racist jokes. It's, okay. and, it's and it's even like edgy for 1980, what this guy is saying. So I would recommend if anyone can find In Sickness and In Health or... I can't testify to the other show. I haven't watched that yet, but this is really, I thought it was really funny, but what was I saying? Anyway. Well, even the, even the description for till that. Us, well, yeah, they, they swapped us the words. Part, us do part. Uh, it says a working class cockney bigot with a bias and experienced opinion of everything shares them bluntly and carelessly, carelessly. So he's, this is just, yeah, the, British Archie Bunker, I guess. And he's so mean to all the women on the show. It's very funny to me. It, it tickles all of my uh, comedically sensitive areas, I would say. Uh, it's very, very enjoyable. Is it this? Yeah, that's, that's it. Damn. Classic 2006 UK DVD mm -hmm. cover art. Can't be beat. Huh? Yeah. Got the brick. God. It's, I could have swore this guy was half Indian, by the way. He looks straight up like Gandhi. He looks like fucking Ben yeah. Kingsley. It's funny to me how impressed I was with England before I moved to England. And then, like, I wasn't really exposed to a lot of their content uh, growing up. And then before I moved there, I started watching things like Robin Hood, which is, you know, not... Uh, it doesn't really show what the reality of the UK is, but after working in a couple of, of like very low budget productions and seeing the apartments that they get and everything to shoot, um, 
compared to the productions in the United States, it all feels so little. You know, even the big shows uh, that are known uh, for being, you know, legendary UK shows or whatever, it always feels like they're just based on like a just a shitty apartment. Well, this, this is what I learned of the UK from watching Celebrity Big Brother over there is the shows like Gogglebox or what is it called? Like Benefit mm -hmm. Street, where their reality TV will be things like, hey, here's just people on welfare milking the yeah. system. Or, hey, here's a fat loser watching TV and eating crisps. You know, that's the show. And that's, that's that we're going to make this person kind of famous. But the UK is obviously pretty small. So they're going to be really yeah. famous for this margin of people. Are you surprised that they haven't done a Google box in the States? I mean, I guess that's YouTube reaction channels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fair I enough. mean, it, it's yeah. interesting to see how reacting has taken form in different countries because that's definitely the popular form of it, probably in the UK too. But I guess over there, it was enough to entertain making it a series that people would watch in primetime. Over here, it's just streaming. In Japan and in Korea, you know, you can turn on any uh, scripted drama and there will be a little Asian person in the corner just watching and observing. And you can yeah. watch the little Asian person enjoy the show and react to the show. And that's just part of it. It's called, um, damn it, we, we did a, sh I was trying out a show briefly that was based on that. And I forget what it's called specifically. But um, it's called Leactions. Yep, that's right. <laughs> How could I forget that? Of course, thank you, Hans, for refreshing my memory. Yeah, when I went to Japan, I remember turning on the TV. I obviously can't speak any of the language. I remember turning on the TV and everything was so loud and so expressive. And everyone was just, oh, isn't it crazy what we're showing on the screen? And they were always have that little window at the bottom where they would just show something outrageous and they're, they're always just reacting. We're talking about 12, 13 years ago. And, and uh, I just realized that, yeah, they probably came up with, with their reaction format of just having a completely unrelated person reacting to whatever they're seeing, uh, even if they don't show it to you because it's all censored or whatever. But that was Japanese TV long time before even YouTube came along where they would use like little graphics shitty graphics too like not even well done um but it would be just them reacting to a, a random video or uh a, a whatever i remember there was a there was a show where this gay porn star would offer to like blow a guy and it's like the whole contest is like if you come you lose and it's just like just that's it. Hold on. That's a reality show. Japan. Yep. I don't think so. I think you accidentally <laughs> yep. ordered Spice Network or something. Nope. That was Japanese TV where it was like, well, I'm a game porn star. And if I'm going to, the, the challenge is that I'm going to blow you. And if you come, then you're gay. And uh, why remember, isn't that uh, a challenge on these reality shows? Why am I not seeing that on, uh, you know, the road rules? Yeah, exactly. That's what. Big Brother should come up with on the next series. It's just, well, this is a challenge now, and uh, you're either out or gay. <laughs> so which one would you rather be? Uh, yeah, Japanese television has been great.
That's always been great. It's terrific. Maybe we can sell that Kenny dating show to Jeff. I'm trying. I'm working real hard to make this thing happen right now because I want something to do in January or February, and February is Valentine's Day. And boy, howdy, is this difficult. I had a lead on a location for us, but here's the problem. The location would have been beautiful. The location would have been free. It would have housed up to like 18 people, hmm. but it's out in the middle of like South Carolina. It's out okay. in the middle of nowhere. And I can't, I don't even want to wrap my head around what it would take to get not just like the women out to this mm -hmm. location or the crew, but just getting Kenny out to the location would be the nightmare. Everyone else, sure, we can do it. But Kenny? Oh, boy. We set up a show for Kenny and he doesn't show up. <laughs> we have to think of a replacement for him. Then it's just, what, what does it's it become just... at that point? It's, it's just, hey, yeah. Hans, you want to break off your engagement? Hey, Han <laughs> yeah. hey uh, where's, is Jake still single? But who would watch that show? Nobody wants to see Jake date. No. Nobody wants to see me be uncomfortable <laughs> doing that thing. No, you want to see Kenny being loud and rambunctious with this random. <laughs> rambunctious <laughs> is right. Uh, yeah. He's no, he's actually very into the idea right now. He's very eager to get this thing started and was giving certain recommendations on uh, challenges and ideas that were not bad ideas either. And I'll, I'll share those maybe in private afterward. Well, but yeah. didn't, didn't you say that he was like back on this, well, disappeared, I guess. I don't want to say back on the street, but he disappeared for a while again. So maybe he's. You know. No, no, no. He's, he's doing okay now. He's, uh, he's living with some family in uh, okay. a town not far from where I'm at. And things have stabilized on his part, but we'll give it a month and see if that's still the case. Probably won't be. Uh, trembling colors on the Kenny dating show. Can we get an Asian chick with a shaved head playing <laughs> to see if Kenny even notices it? Oh, that's a that's a great idea. That that could be a challenge. Is shaved Asian or Hans? Yeah, you need a tall mm. Asian woman. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, the, uh, throw in all your ideas to make Kenny uncomfortable. Sh a, shoot I mean, Kenny in a U-Haul. Right? Says cool dude. That's a great idea too. I'm sorry. What were you saying? You had a camera inside. How long of a drive would it be from Massachusetts to South Carolina? It would take us half a day or a, almost a full day. 13 hours, 20 hours. Yeah, it would be a while. It would be a while for certain. So that would be tough. Who's going to escort Kenny for that time? Who wants to, who wants to do that? That could well, be a reality drive. show. Yeah, he could he drive. Drives, right? You should but, drive uh, with him. Record the whole time when you nah. guys are driving out. Nah. No, driving with Kenny up to Providence, Rhode Island was chaotic. And that was a fraction of the, that was only 80 minutes or so. And he was going nuts. He was getting crazy behind that wheel. So I would not want to drive. I would especially not want to do a 13 hour drive with Kenny um, to, to South Carolina. You don't want to cross state lines with him driving? I'm going to be a fucking skid mark on the side of the road if I drive with Kenny again. That's my that's my feeling. Yeah, so South Carolina is the no-go then. I was just trying to find like a big... What about the... I don't know if you should be saying this, but what well, about the Nebraska police? The what? Wait, no, no, not Nebraska. What was the... 
the house that had a basement with a bar in it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I was thinking about it and I was thinking it would probably make the most sense to just get one location and then do 15 days of the reality show and then however long it takes, probably like 20 days of the feature in the same location. We just mm -hmm. set dress it different. We changed it top to bottom. I was already thinking that. That wouldn't be bad, but it would still be money. Like the whole point of taking it to South Carolina to begin with would have been free. It's a free place. It's yeah. a free cabin, you know, and it's going to be scenic. It's going to be cold. It's going to be beautiful. But if that's not the case, I already started looking into uh, places for Massachusetts. Massachusetts is somehow more expensive than New York. Wow. That's crazy to me. That's insane. But it's that Asian woman's fault, right? The mayor? Is she an yeah, it's, oh man, she's a disaster. She's a mess. Yeah. She's apologizing for 40 year old murders to black people and stuff. <laughs> uh, she's got to get the fuck out of here. But um, yeah, no, I, I, we'll, we'll have to crack down. I think we're going to have to unfortunately make some compromises with this show to make it seem doable. You know, I like, yeah. I, I wanted 12 women, 11 women. I think it's going to be more like, eight women i That's think not, i don't like those kind of compromises but they might have to be done i think we should set it up in costa rica and just get local women that are all over 40. <laughs> they, they were just shooting golden bachelor in costa rica like that's a that, there's, oh, there's really? a reason why they do yeah you should go infiltrate season two of that I'm not that old. I don't look that old. <laughs> no, no, I'm not as the bachelor. You should, you should try and get some work on this. See what they're charging people, and then maybe, you know, maybe it could yeah. be doable. Yeah, just be one of the toilet guys that cleans the old cum <laughs> the toilets. That's great. Uh, Puberito. I have seen Wrangler. Ferrari, and I liked Ferrari. It's one of my top films of the year. I went to the New York Film Festival and watched that. It's good. It's a good movie. But there's some wacky CG in that. The opening. Uh, where they put Adam Driver's face on some YouTube footage of a 1920s race car driver is pretty interesting. Um, you hire it, huh? Kenny Wranglers. Yeah, I, I, I caught it a while back, back in um, October. They were playing it for the New York Film Festival. There's no such thing as a Kenny Wrangler. Uh, <laughs> right. And you, and you also, you don't know this until you actually have to deal with him or you're just like, okay, well, it's all in his time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. all Kenny's on. not tameable. So no. sorry to sorry wow. to I mean I've listen, I've tried. I've tried. I've said to Kenny, hey, come out to New York for Omega Fish Corp. You'll be paid well. You'll have a nice Airbnb or hotel. It'll be a couple of days. We'll party. We'll have fun. All you gotta do is hop on this bus. And what does Kenny do? Nothing. He does nothing. He says, oh, sorry, I broke, I threw my phone in the river. Okay, what oh. about the fucking Omega Fish? Oh, yeah, I'm down to do that. And then he'll go radio silent for another month and say, yeah, I broke that phone too. Sorry, I'm back. Okay, so we're going to have to take it to you. Yeah, people don't realize that you're trying to wrangle Kenny for 15 years and it just has not worked. I've given up. I've, I've, I've <laughs> come to the realization there's no controlling this man. There's, you get him on his, like Buddy Duress. I recognize that immediately yeah. when I met Buddy Duress's. You get Buddy Duress, you, you have to seize the moment if you have Buddy Duress available. Because if you wait, if you try to plan, 
life will fuck you up the ass if you put yeah. any sort of uh, idea of responsibility onto these people because it, it just won't work. It, it, it's not how that goes. You can plan and plan and plan. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, when you're so, about to shoot, oh, shit, but bodies back in prison? Shit. Yep. Okay, well, now we have to readjust everything. That's right. Buddy lost 70 pounds? Okay. Or just, you, there's certain th certain instances and in people you'll never be able to control. You'll never be able to mitigate the situations around to make work for you. You just have to use what you can in the moment, extract them out of it if you can, and then throw yep. them right back. That's it. And he's definitely one of them. That's why uh, his appearances on our shows are always so sprinkled, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you never really, you don't really expect him. He just shows up and he's just like, okay, I guess the show is just talking to Kenny. Uh, it becomes that. Hopefully his audio is not too terrible. Hopefully we don't get Robo Kenny that we got for the first couple of years of the show. What's crazy is I will get on the phone with him and we'll be talking for hours sometimes. And it's radio. It's just total silence on his end. Radio silence at, at times, like nothing happening. No kids in the background. No wind. No eating. Nothing. Yeah. And it's like, why can't you bring this sort of etiquette to the regular show? But no, you decide yeah, to do your fucking laundry in the middle of the show when we're sitting down with you. And it's like not even a convenient hour to be doing these things. It's one o'clock in the morning. So or he would start eating chicken wings or you're just like, oh, are you eating right now? He's like, yeah, what am I supposed to do? Not eat? He's like, can you eat when we're not recording? <laughs> we don't hear you chewing. Like, can you give us 20 minutes before you bow out anyway, before you your connection fucks up and then you're gone? But yeah, that's it's the wild card. You know, it's 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 worth it, but it's also you can't tame it. You know, it's just like a and I don't and uh I don't wanna I want to preface this as I'm saying this with with uh, love and respect, but he's like a wild beast, you know. <laughs> you 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 kind of if you get him, it's like great. I got footage with a grizzly bear, and it looks awesome. <laughs> uh, but at any point, at any point, you can no, honestly, that's it. Up. It is really like that when you're dealing with people who live on the fringes, like Kenny or Buddy, because it, it's exactly like that. That's a great way to put it. You're, you're kind of in a moment where it's like you have to take advantage of the moment and make it work for you because you're not going to get that second bite at the apple. That's just how it yeah. goes. So Kenny's always been great. Kenny's uh, the worst things that Kenny has ever done creatively have probably been like our podcasts. You know, yeah. if you get him on film doing anything, just being himself, it'll lend itself to having at least one memorable moment. So, And I think that's the most frustrating part, too, because... Every time he shows up on anything, he like gets it and he just performs and you're just like, oh, that was, that was actually really believable. That was great. Okay. Yeah. But then, but then, uh, you know, I would ask you like, how much footage did you get? Oh, just like two minutes mm -hmm. after recording for six hours, but it's two great minutes, uh, you know, that you get out of him. It's just like, yeah, it's like the, the grizzly bear thing, you know, yep. uh, this is, this is a great uh, 30 second footage. And then I spent three hours running away from this grizzly bear that was trying to eat me type of thing. <laughs> uh, Kevo, Hans, are you talking about buck breaking Kenny? Is that what you're insinuating here, Hans? Is that what needs to be done for him to... to uh, but here, here's to the thing. Him. If you did buck break Kenny, you would lose Kenny's spirit. And Kenny would not be fun. That's, that's the other side of it. I think we've gotten buck broken Kenny before too. 
I think when he was living with his baby mama and a lot of that drama was going on, you got a very subdued version of him that wasn't fun. And it was yeah. more, it was more just he's depressed and I kind of feel bad for what he's going through, but I, you know, you're trying to get something out of him, but he can't because emotionally he's not there. So you're just kind right. of like, that's not what I, that's not the Kenny that you want. No, you you're absolutely right. I think if you listen back to Old Boys season one, I think it's on Spotify. It's probably on Apple Podcasts, Old Boys, back when it was the three of us doing it. Yeah. A lot of those shows were him complaining and just being yeah. negative and emotional. And it was not like the fun Kenny. And I don't think the show worked out in terms of listenership, mainly for that and obviously his audio quality. But yeah. that last episode we did where he's riding the subway and he's having a cigarette on the bus. Um, a natty ice the yeah he's having a natty ice and a cigarette <laughs> on the bus talking to us and it's during like covid mask season yeah. so everyone's masked up and he's having a fucking smoke on the bus um he seemed like he was get coming out of that so that started to be like oh that's when girlfriends two through seven started yeah. getting introduced into his life and you're right if he's living in in that household which he actually is right now for christmas um well then it's you're gonna get yeah. a different bad not so fun kenny but and chain him no no nope. you need to have the you need to have the kenny that has no idea what's going on or why you're asking like that's yes. the perfect kenny you need yeah we're just like oh just give me your your uh, honest reaction to this thing that you know nothing about and then that's where you get gold so uh, someone had asked earlier on who's the alternative for kenny there's no alternative this show no. doesn't work with anyone else. The whole premise is around Kenny's preferences, Kenny being who Kenny is, and yep. the fact that Kenny's local and cheap. So it wouldn't work. It would be like, okay, maybe we get Buddy Duress a woman. That would be like the backup there. But no, that ain't going to happen. That will never happen. Ken I think Buddy's yeah. in prison again anyway. So that no... <laughs> I don't have the budget to afford buddy for and and I don't have the patience or the the I, it's not gonna happen so if Kenny doesn't do it then we go to plan b we don't go to a backup yeah no who uh, who replaces Beetlejuice in the Howard Stern show when you don't got Beetlejuice you know who's Bobo and Opie and Anthony when okay all right well there? I think Kenny and everyone else in our our collective here are far above beetlejuice and fucking bobo you well know, you know but... what i mean like you you're expecting something out of them and they, they only they can give you that and then when you're not there it's like why would i even try to replace this i'm nothing's gonna come close so it's just not gonna happen you know kevo did kenny ever get that one piece thing i sent him i mean kenny's got eight homes or something so it depends on what address you know I maybe maybe he did actually I think he did I think he did get it if I'm remembering right Kevo sent a gift in the mail to Kenny and I think he I believe he did get it nice so Who's... oh that's a terrible puberito you should be ashamed of that joke y'all keep bringing up Kenny but no love for Spanny okay up. all right <laughs> yeah uh Oh, 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 I wanted to mention this now that someone said Lolcow there. Um, 
and and uh give a shout out to uh pot awful about this because i think he's the first one that i saw commenting about how this whole lolcow podcast is just like a try hard fake uh content that they're trying to put out there just to get reactions from people and um i do get uh youtube um asking me to watch this show on my feed sometimes and the couple of times that i've seen it you just have the most boring people on a show where i guess you're supposed to laugh at how pathetic they are but they don't really act pathetic they act like they're cool on the show so then i i just don't understand the audience to it because you know the audience to a local is just someone that you're just going to make fun of and laugh at because of how pathetic they are right but then you have a show where they're pretending to not be that because they're not gonna play into being pathetic i guess so then i just don't understand who the show is for and then every time they they try to come up with uh with this outrageous things that are happening like that video of, of boogie on his knees saying sorry or whatever it all just feels so fabricated and not real that mm -hmm. I can't imagine watching that and enjoying it when you know the people that are in it and how I don't know. It's 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 a weird one because I know there's an audience for it and I know that Keemstar and push and all those people pushing it, uh they have huge audiences. So I'm sure the numbers are are great. I haven't looked. But it's one of those things, I guess, where when it comes to like online content where I just don't understand who this is for and, and who would actually enjoy something like that no just i can't not... fathom uh, it, having to sit and listen to one of those guys for more than 30 seconds let alone 30 to 50 minutes let alone a collection of them it just seems very frustrating like you have to be deep in online shit i think to be able to even consider turning that on and there are lots of people who are obviously but that's not i'm trying to veer far away from taking in any sort of online content and that sphere of things. Well, that fake YouTube drama thing that would have been huge, what, 10 years ago, maybe? Uh, you know, when, when these genres started, it's just, I, maybe I'm just too old. Maybe I'm just not the target audience of like a 21-year-old that's not very familiar with the internet or whatever, but like, it's just, I, I'm very selective with the stuff that I listen to now. So I can't imagine just, hey, I wonder what Bookie's up to this week. I can't wait to hear him say the same fucking shit that he's been saying for years and not changing and just being pathetic. And I just don't, I don't, I don't get Didn't it. Didn't we and, get yeah. everything we needed to get from Boogie from that documentary? Well, he doesn't do anything new or interesting. It's just kind of like who can clown on him and utilize him for their own game. And like i don't know i think even talking about him right now and talking about this right now is pretty low on, well, on our behalf <laughs> that's his whole stick right of like oh i'm i know i'm pathetic i'm sorry i'll try to do better and then he doesn't do better and he's like oh i'm sorry i was just depressed and fat and i wanted to kill myself and he's like who cares about this still and yeah that documentary was funny that like that documentary worked but then Everything after that documentary is just him denying shit. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, 
like why does anyone give a fuck about this 50 year old obese man that i've never found him funny i found his character funny maybe for one of the sketches that he did as like francis or whatever but then it's also a character that you can't really like it's you're oh you know what you're getting you're getting a lisp and you're getting a fat and you're getting a reaction that's saturated so i've never understood the appeal of this guy and i'm kind of glad that he's not making as funny as he did before just because it doesn't seem like he even tries at all but the fact that now you know he's getting paid 50k or whatever to do this show and it's just like who the fuck 50k i think that's what keemstar whatever was offering uh, another guy so i'm assuming that's what he offered him that's crazy no they couldn't no a year okay so that's not yeah, even yeah. good that's, that's i mean that's good for uh, me that's I, i'll do this that's minimum me. wage that's below yeah. minimum wage uh, mm-hmm. aren't you glad that all that shit is over or were you hoping that you will be called in to fight in one of these <laughs> the only person i would ever box for youtube boxing is wendigoon that's it that's my opponent just because pe- this is just because people say you look like him they never no people never said that DJ said that oh. one time about a drawing of that guy. I look nothing right. like Wendigo. Uh huh. Yeah, but I would no. fight. I would fight Sam Hyde. Well, you're his height, so you would actually be in his class. Maybe if no, you I'm still had the weight, him. you know, the, it could make sense then. I think he's like four inches taller than me, and Mm-mm. and a lot. No, nah, you're about the same height. Okay, I'm just not angry enough. I would never. Yeah, no, way, somebody, I'm, I'm just somebody asked if we were watching Fish Tank too. I know you don't watch Fish Tank really, but here's what I'll say about Fish Tank too. It's early yet, obviously. I think doing a season around Christmas was a bad idea. I think it's cool aesthetically, but it probably would have been smarter to do some kind of special, like a short season or I don't know something else in the Fish Tank world of things that wouldn't have taken up a whole season. Because starting around Christmas is, well, I I think the first season was what? It was um, three months. There's something close to 90 days, I want to say. It was a while. But doing it again so soon and around Christmas time, kind of, I don't know. I think the house looks really cool. Having Nick Mm. do the set design for the house was a very good idea. It looks great, especially compared to the very blank white wall um, yeah. home of the first season but this cast I don't think really sticks out to me that much aside from the Shinji guy and I think his name is Cole who's just like a normal seeming dude you know so uh, I I don't know there's still time things will develop and the cool thing about Fish Tank was that after John left the show changed every week it evolved into a new thing every week and it didn't have the same vibe or character as the week before, which I enjoyed. I saw this cast and it seems like a lot of these people know, like they're hip to what is going on and they're trying to ape the first batch of characters, which I hate whenever, like that happens on standard reality television. If you tune into Survivor, you're gonna get like a a cluster of people referencing older moments and characters and trying to be that and it's always fucking embarrassing it's very uncomfortable to see and i think you have a couple of characters in the new fish tank house that are trying to do that sort of thing which 
after one season, that's that's bad. That's not good. That's not good to longevity. So I don't know. I'm going to need to see more from these people. And if there's some actual stuff that happens, I'll check out clips or whatever. I know I was supposed to do DJ and House Bombs show on Fish Tank on Twitter, on X, excuse me. So I might do that, but honestly, I'm not keeping up with it. And there's nothing in there that's really driving me to keep up with it. Well, that's what you do, right? You don't hire, hire, I guess, cast fans. You want people that have nothing or that have no idea well, how the show goes or what happens so that yeah. they're surprised, right? I think, I think they were trying not to cast fans. It seems like Jet Neptune's MO is casting people who don't know anything at all. But that also seems hard in this day and age because anyone can get well-versed quickly yeah. as long as they know what the name of the show is. Like you should do, they might do this. I don't know anything about the behind the scenes. The most I know is like Alex Schultz directing a commercial for Fish Tank and throwing GMAC in as uh, you know, Josie Gang or whatever, which I thought that advert was very funny. But <clears throat> I don't know anything about how they actually go about casting and find people. But it seems like, you know, it, unless they're using a fake production code and all this and that, it's probably easy to figure out what the gist of the show is and what the upside to it will be if you're not winning any money. So if you're going to get some clout, if you're going to get some followers, you're going to get some people subscribing to your Patreon.com slash Lowrez, $5 tier, that sort of thing. I still haven't seen any fish tank stuff other than a couple of clips that I see people liking on my Twitter. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's I, what I, I saw. Just... Here's the most interesting thing I saw from fish tank season two, a girl puking all over a table. There you go. Nice. That's it. That's the, that's the cool drama so far. Again, this is only a week. It's only been like a couple of days so far. There's plenty of time for things to happen, but um, I don't know. A couple of wrong steps to start. Not great. I mean, I, I support it. I'm glad that it exists. I just don't know if I agree with. I, I haven't looked women. at No, well, yeah, but also, uh, I I'm just not familiar with with the show just because I didn't watch the first one. The only thing I know about the season one is what you told me about. I I never really. It's not really my cup of tea. Uh, this type of content where you have to. I guess watch live stream, watch and hope that something happens. Uh, it's not really my my thing. And if you want to cast someone that has nothing with the show is about, I'm I'm your person, I guess. Even though I wouldn't, I don't think I could last that long. What is it? Three weeks a month, right? No, it's you it's longer than that. With... It's like two months. It's two three months. Ugh. And you just deal with people just. Hey, you just woke up today and someone took a shit on your bed and you're just like, oh, cool. Now I have to deal with this and not just murder someone from doing this. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't, you know. So Sam came in and he broke your bed. And you're just like, okay, cool. I guess I just have to deal with him breaking my bed. Like, I, I'm too old. I'll be a terrible contestant for that. I would kill someone. <laughs> I would end up breaking the walls trying to get out because i'm annoyed with everyone i mean there's or, a door or... that works i'm pretty sure there's no locks on the door so you would have All to have right. a pure just... mental break for that it's just that to, just to make it more dramatic oh fucking frank hassel pissed on my closet 
I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, if if it didn't have those elements, I mean, it wouldn't be fish tank, I guess, if you don't have those uh, unpredictable elements, it would be just like a big brother or whatever. But yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't think. I, don't, I, I think, don't I think it's the... also the, the leaning into casting purely autistic seeming people. That might've been something that was interesting about the first one, but doing it again, and it's just like, hey, it's more weirdos. Like, I think the weirdos have their place, of course, but I think it would be much more interesting to just get a batch of like very normal, regular people and have them have to deal with Sam and Jet Neptunes and that whole crew's antics because what they expose normal people to when they go out and they do their like man on the street comedy shit, like Frank Hassel stuff, is so much richer than autistic kids who are kind of in the know and just reiterating MDE lines from world peace one, which I think is, I don't, I don't like it. I'm just not a fan of that. I don't like that. Yeah. And, and that's why their videos are popular, right? Cause you just have regular people dealing with dirtism instead of autistic people dealing with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool dude. Vance was the best one in season one, and that's because he was a normal guy. Actually, I think Simon was the best one in season one because he did this show. Yeah, that's my thinking. That's the only one I know from that show. But goddamn, was that interview awkward? <laughs> I li- I like it. I, I like Ty, but man, that was that was a weird interview. That was a weird interview for sure. I don't think he knew what he was getting into, uh, and. Yeah, I think it's also like he was being interviewed by you who knew. I had no fucking idea about anything. So I was just like, oh, cool. Do you, so what do you know now that you left? You know, like what, uh, what you knew before you left? Like, Did you make any friends? Did you (laughs) enjoy your experience? Were you Asian before you came into the house or was that a thing that happened in the house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew nothing about the show. So, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, I think it's the the shortest interview we've done, maybe? Yeah, probably. It was only like 30 minutes. I mean, honestly, in retrospect, that was much more of a predecessor to the bang than anything yeah. else. But yeah, that was a short interview because I had my questions. I got my questions out of the way. I was hoping Dakota would have some more questions. Didn't seem like he really did. And then you no, didn't know. Dakota, yeah, Dakota was just who really wanted to be on that episode, by the way. And all he did was like, oh, that was so cool. I like that. And I was like, you, you're supposed to cover for me, you piece of shit. And he didn't do that. He was just like, I love everything. He was just like, that doesn't help me. I'm just sitting here <laughs> quiet because I don't know what, anything that's going on or that's happened. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, like I said, you know, for all this criticism, it's early yet, and what, as as much as there may be problems with it, I think what Sam and them are doing with Fish Tank is remarkable on an independent level to be able to accomplish that. So even if it does suck, I think there's something admirable about the act of putting this whole thing together and facilitating it and making it work. So that's my, that's my general stance, but we'll see. Maybe it'll pick up season one picked up for sure. I remember not being into it early on then, and then gradually uh, coming around to it around the time that John was kicked off and they started dumping uh, freeloaders in there. So yeah, that could be the case this season. We'll see. People need to get comfortable with their personalities and being on camera. 
Um, something else that was interesting that I wanted to talk about when we were getting into SNL is that they canceled that Sandler Safty movie. Did oh, you hear about did? this? Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, is very that's... unfortunate. Yeah, because that sounded interesting. Uh, I feel like like Sandler still has his Netflix movies that who cares, but he's well, become he's such got an one... interesting actors. Yeah. yeah, he's got one with Paul Dano and Carrie Mulligan coming out called Spaceman. I thought it was one of these ridiculous six style comedies that he would have Chris Rock and Kevin James in. But no, it seems like it's a serious movie. It's premiering, I think, at Berlin or Venice or some some film festival. And the so I don't know, something's going on with the Safty brothers. The Safty brothers decided to split up where Benny's working on the curse. And he wrote The Curse. He, he's starring in The Curse. And now he's also directing a movie by himself starring The Rock. Interesting. What was Josh Safdie mm. doing? Well, Josh Safdie and Benny Safdie were supposed to do this second movie with Adam Sandler about, I think it was about a card salesman, like a memorabilia salesman. So kind of an uncut gems vibe already. And it yeah. was going to feature... Ben Affleck and a Cardi B or somebody like that in a supporting role, but Sandler, Ben Affleck, and then female rap musician, R and B hip hop musician girl name is not coming to mind, but apparently according to some, uh, this isn't from me. This isn't from the horse's mouth. I've heard um, from the press Sandler and Josh Safdie don't like each other too much. They didn't get along. There's some conflict going on. So now that movie ain't happening. That was one that I was looking forward to. Cool, dude. Maybe Ben Safdie hasn't gotten over his brother casting him as an ugly retard in good time. <laughs> the Safdie fallout, I think, is interesting. The subsequent fallout between Josh and Adam Sandler is interesting. Maybe there's a problem. Maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's something going on with Josh. I don't know. Um, one time I spoke to him. He just wouldn't shut up he, about telling me about the history of the lottery preying on black people. That was my conversation with Josh Safdie, is the history of the lottery. So I can kind of understand why his brother said, uh, we're done here. Yeah. What is this moon 70 millimeters thing? Is that the Sam Rockwell moon? I don't know. Somebody keeps bringing up the moon in 70 millimeter. I don't want to look at the moon. Or is it Rebel Moon in 70? Oh, I didn't, I didn't go see that. I just took a picture outside the theater. That's all I did. I had my camera on me. I was doing uh, some shooting. Oh, yeah, it is. The Paris Theater is playing yeah. at 70 millimeters. So you That's haven't right. seen it yet? No, no, no. No, I think there was a misconception here that I saw that movie because I posted a photo of the theater marquee. Yeah. No, you're just waiting like everyone for tomorrow's release on Netflix, right? Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'll, do, I'll, I'll probably do a double feature of that maestro. That's a long double feature. <laughs> that's a whole day. That's, you know, that's me trying to fast forward to Christmas Eve. Iron yeah, Claw you told comes me, out. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you told me that uh, um, Godzilla was on our YTS website. And was I, it the Costa Rican theater? I believe it is. I think it no, is. It's, in, it's not yet. I've been looking. 
Uh, we got a Grinch movie somehow. I don't know which Grinch movie they're playing in theaters here, but they're playing a Grinch movie, no Godzilla, because I really want to see that in the theater. Uh, That's the theater but, owner has the Grinch on DVD, and they're going to the play Car- that. Yeah, Jim Carrey Grinch. I heard they're doing a sequel to that, and Jim Carrey won't commit to it. You know, because Jim Carrey, a man of integrity who would never do a sequel, doesn't yeah. want to do Grinch 2. Yeah, because he doesn't like money, I guess. Yeah, he only did Dumb and Dumber 2 and Sonic 2 and Kick-Ass 2. I don't understand. Well, he's, yeah, he's got, he's going to do Sonic 3, I'm sure, to finish up the, did you? Certain, yeah. I was about to say, did you watch Sonic 2? No, I I will never watch those (laughs) Sonic movies. Such a treat doing this impromptu Christmas evening live show with you all. Um, any plans for, for Christmas, Hans? Oh, yeah. We're going to have a very traditional Christmas over here. Um, we got a tree with presents and lights. Are you guys wearing crowns shit. because you're from the UK? No. No, we can get... No. No, those things are stupid. And I remember being curious about that. And then, oh, we have uh, the... You were curious little... about Christmas crowns? Well, because I, I, it's such a tradition there. And I was like, why do you guys wear this like paper color crowns? And it's, oh, we, we have this thing that if you pull on it, it like pops and then you wear your crown. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Traditions, I guess. I, it's, it's an inbred society, you know, things like that happen. I'll be having dinner. I'll have some turkey. I'll have some Christmas gifts. Christmas goose, yeah. and uh, it'll be a good time. Maybe actually, I got invited to Kenny's Christmas Eve bash. Nice. That's at the local homeless shelter. 